Reset, a podcast about where we've been and where we're going. Currently, we're in the midst of a global pandemic. The whole planet feels like it's holding its breath because, let's face it, everything is fucked. Most of us ask ourselves from time to time, what if I'm wrong? What else is out there? And now seems like it would be a great time to reevaluate things. Many people are already taking the opportunity. In the middle of all this uncertainty, someone in the Hong Kong riots wrote graffiti that just says, we can't return to normal because the normal that we had was precisely the problem. What follows is a series of anonymous interviews that revolve around the question, how do you want to live your life? You might agree with some of what's said, or you might agree with none of it at all, but hopefully you'll come to some conclusions of your own by the end. So let's share the stage. Let's pass the mic. And let's hit reset. socialism? How would you define communism? How would you define anarchy? And then, you know, the history of the word socialism, my understanding, encompasses various forms of collectivism, which would, which like includes the, the like collectivist forms of anarchism. And eventually, you know, like Marx and Engels decided to call themselves communists to distinguish themselves from like all the various kinds of like ideas around socialism like the word socialism is a big blanket word and pretty much always has been and i would say that communism like fits within the category of socialism or like communism is a sub genre of socialism sure socialism could be many things or like the word has been applied to many things like the idea of a welfare state like in the nordic countries you know bernie sanders fundamentally this is still capitalism but with various things to like make life more bearable and enjoyable for at least a large section of the working class. The idea of communism is we don't need markets and fucking bosses and shit. The idea is people can manage themselves collectively and make decisions collectively to, to do things based on what we want and what we need and what is, is good for us, not based on what is good in terms of the profits for, you know, a small number of people. So, of course, this has devolved in various ways historically into dictatorships and terrible things. But anyway, I still very much believe that people can manage themselves. And I think, as you and I have discussed, Marx and Engels had this idea that hunter-gatherer society is communism. But their idea around like scientific socialism is that at a certain point, through like the historical process that leads us through capitalism, at some point, we can have the same kinds of social relations and relations of power but on a technological basis, it's like a different material, like human-made material reality we would exist within. How would you define socialism? How would you define communism? How would you define anarchy? My first initial thoughts? Yeah. Um, I'm extraordinarily intrigued. Hmm. And... I think I think there are times and places for anarchy events. 
And I think that it shouldn't be as polarizing as it is, but maybe maybe there's a reason why it needs to be so polarizing. I think the most of it's not like how I understand it to be, because mm. I think if I'm being honest, I don't understand it very well. And that's why I'm so intrigued by it. Oh, I see. Um, that's where a lot of my intrigue comes from. But from what I've like heard, I have a, a weird thing where like when people are so, when I hear a lot of people like being opposed about something, I'm like vehemently more interested in it. And so one of those things is the anarchy. And one of the things I hear most people like, who are so opposed to it or like think that it's just not the right thing is they just think it's anti-everything. Yeah, that's kind of weird, huh? And when, yeah, and when <laughs> I hear that like concern, not concern, just like statement, I initially think, or maybe they're just pro-everything you're against. Mm. And so you frame that as being anti-everything. Yeah. And so I am trying to think about it in a different way, but I'm just, that, that's the that's where I'm at, that's where I am. I have often heard that people combine anarchy with nihilism a lot. So I guess, and I don't know if you see those two, like if those two should rightfully be combined or not. How would you define socialism? How would you define communism? How would you define anarchy? Uh, communism is an interesting communism and socialism I kind of jumbled together as you know like government by the people for the people but without all the uh, trappings of, of three parties and and um, honestly we, we have something like that in the US but it's it's obviously not communism socialism but we have expression of the people and I think it's it's largely fair expression but it's it's also like the electoral college and how the Supreme Court decides, presidential elections those things shouldn't happen but a system uh for the people by the people without without corporations speaking as uh uh people um i think that's very uh, very close to socialism if it's if it's legit i mean that's what we're looking for right is is just like everybody gets to say like we all kind of pool our resources i think that's the the uh ideal I think it's silly to talk about anarchy as a as a system, given that we have all of you know the first, second, and third world built up on on a, on a series of like, tiers of resources and 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 monetary like stratification that is you know like we talked about super artificial, but we've all agreed on the on these cultural norms. Like, you give me this imaginary money, I'll give you this diamond. I mean, that's how things work. you define socialism how would you define communism how would you define anarchy just think thinking about socialism and capitalism a little bit like i like i think they're both economic systems um and i think socialism is a system it, de- it depends like is this democratic socialism like basically i think it's a system where we um trust people to know what they need um and and work in community to provide those resources through some kind of ec- economic system uh, and like social welfare system and but I, I think like i think the challenge is those words are feel so loaded like it's so hard to like even give like a, any kind of base definition of what those words are because they're political tools as well that one one thing that's fun is like living with my brother right now is like he was just writing a paper about 
kind of the, the 1950s CIA operation in Iran. Well, so basically in the 1950s, um, the Democrat, democratically elected leader of Iran, Mohammad Mosaddegh, was going to nationalize Iranian oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and the British basically had control of all Iran's oil. I think like... And so they got cheap oil and also got 90% of the profits from, like, Iranian oil. So it's a huge threat to the British. So the British were able to kind of, like, use the United States' fear of communism to uh, use To intercede, yeah. To intercede, yeah. There's a CIA operation, Ajax, I think is what it was called, where they overthrow Mosaddegh. And that then leads to the Shah being in power power and later kind of the... This like Islamic, yeah, really re- like this ridiculous th- these ridiculous outcomes, um, and you know, and yeah. now you have their oil too. It's it's the way America operates and has operated. I think it was funny too because like the line in his paper was like, you know, before 1960, the United States, the, the CIA had operations like this in 10 to 15 other countries, kind of at the same time. It's just sort of our yeah. status quo. Um, so. Those are, yeah, I, I didn't do a very good job of picking those words, but, like, I, I think I, my feelings are so wrapped up in the politics of it that it's super hard to evaluate the systems on their own. How would you define socialism? How would you define communism? How would you define anarchy? I want to be explicit here that I'm only speaking of my understanding of these systems and my opinions of them. Like, I don't want to make it sound like the people I interviewed are endorsing any one of them. They can say that if they want to. That said, uh, let's get into it. One of the most currently popular alternatives to capitalism is socialism, which is a very large term that encompasses a fairly wide assortment of different political and economic systems. One of the main veins of socialism is the idea that society takes care of every participating member. So any one human who participates in the system would ideally have a reasonable expectation of housing and healthcare, for example. Socialism as a concept puts a lot of emphasis on centralized government, the purpose of which would be to like administrate and oversee the systems that see to the needs of the population. For any of that to work, more taxes would be pulled out of every paycheck, ideally with an even greater proportionate percentage taken from the very wealthy. Those taxes would then ideally be put in a series of welfare programs combating things like homelessness, substance abuse, poor access to quality education or health care, etc. The core organizing principle is that we should all provide each other with a sort of safety net, even if we're complete strangers, in case any one of us becomes individually vulnerable for like any reason. People sometimes refer to it in a denigratory way as like a nanny state, because governments become much more prescriptive about certain things like what can and can't be taught in schools, or what kinds of treatments the healthcare system will provide for those without a ton of money, or whatever. There are also a lot more limitations placed on business interests in an effort to like spread money and power more evenly. So like, yeah, detractors of socialism are quick to complain of the high taxes and of political correctness. Um, And people who work a lot or, you know, the very rich 
who don't necessarily work a lot. Also, they complain a lot about the possibility of people taking advantage of the system, the logic being like, why should I have to pay for lazy strangers? This fear of others leeching off of you when you either work really hard or just don't want to share is one of the primary reasons that I've heard people reject socialism. Another reason that I hear a lot is that it doesn't go far enough in that it still permits the existence of the wealthy. Communism attempts to correct that. So communism, in my understanding of it, is like a more extreme version of socialism in that regard, where all money ultimately goes to the state. Power is still centralized, and the end goal is still to ensure that all participating members have their needs met, but communism differs from the mainstream socialism in that it no longer tolerates the existence of the very rich. Essentially, we would all receive more or less the same amount of money, more or less the same quality of housing, more or less the same standard of healthcare or education or whatever, all regardless of the job you hold. The government under communism would ideally be run by worker committees who would like elect representatives to take part in the higher and higher levels of governance. And the most vocal detractors of communism are almost always people who are either hope to be very rich or are very rich. And being rich is only possible if others are poor, otherwise it's just economic inflation. So you're effectively saying you want poor people. <laughs> Some other very real critiques are that a centrally organized government has the same weakness I've mentioned before, where just one instance of the wrong person in a seat of power holds the kernel of possibility of undermining the, the whole entire system. Also, unfortunately, of the very few examples that we do have of communism being attempted in the real world, we've seen a disappointing tendency for things to devolve into like a Big Brother-style surveillance state. And we've also seen a series of leaders who, you know, still manage to accumulate and abuse power despite the equalization of money. People who under socialism might have complained about, like, leeches living off of the hard work and honest participation of others have, in communism, very little incentive to drive themselves very hard at all, which I guess some people have a problem with. I personally don't, whatever. Another consideration that must be reckoned with under communism is that the system itself purports that we are equal, but we are not equal. And I want to be really clear here, too. When I say we're not equal, I don't mean, like, I'm not talking about something like some of us are better and some of us are worse. I mean that some of us are different from others. That's obvious. Um, we have different interests, needs, cultural proclivities. I mean, if we're all asked to run a race and given shoes that are a men's uh, size 10 wide, then many of us would be better off wearing no shoes at all for that fucking race or, you know, to say nothing of those who are not able-bodied or human. It would be misleading of me to pretend as though I don't have a personal opinion about these systems, so I'll just briefly say that my own personal feelings, speaking only for myself about communism and socialism, are not very laudatory. Like, I have a really difficult time accepting the whole centralized government aspect, the one-size-fits-all mentality, the relentless anthropocentrism, and the continued existence of, like, a pyramidal power structure. Like, if you're a fox or a member of an indigenous group, 
and capitalism, socialism, or communism hear that there is something valuable in your territory, under your subsoil or whatever, then, you know, good fucking luck <laughs> not being displaced as a refugee or just massacred outright if you stand in the way. This brings me to the last alternative that I'll go into, anarchy. I, I once read something to the effect that anarchism is founded on the observation that since few of us are wise enough to rule ourselves, even fewer are wise enough to rule others. So what, what does anarchy mean? Archis is like old Greek, and it refers to the state. And an is a negation, like the prefix anti. So anarchy refers to the absence of the state or government. To hear anarchists tell it, um, society would not be regulated by laws, policies, or authorities, but rather by mutual agreements of aid among its members, as well as by social customs, community habits, and cultural norms. The core argument being that, like in smaller communities, we actually can come to some solid decisions about how we want our communities to function. If your community wants abortion, cool. If it doesn't, also cool. If you want masks during a global pandemic, fine. If not, fine still. If you and your community don't like people that live outside of the borders of what your community considers as its territory, cool. And if you do like those people, also totally cool. So yeah, the problems I mentioned earlier of centralizing power that would then be ripe for abuse, or the problems about hoarding of resources or money would be sidestepped under anarchy because most versions of it suggest relatively small autonomous communities, not unlike the Zapatistas in Chiapas, Mexico. And also like the Zapatistas, those communities would ideally cooperate with each other. Because of the high degree of autonomy enjoyed by each community, anarchism doesn't propose like a single alternative, but rather this vast multitude. So like, yeah, under anarchism, we wouldn't be trying to plan things out on like a global scale. That would be fucking crazy. We would instead be concerning ourselves with the specific context of our own situations. The thinking as I understand it goes like this. You take care of your community, and I take care of my community. I make decisions about my community with my community, and you make decisions about your community with your community. We can absolutely share our opinions from one community to another, but they're under no obligation to capitulate to our perspective, just as we have no obligation to theirs. It wouldn't be right for me to demand that people in a different region adopt my views on abortion or legalized weed or whatever, nor should I feel obligated to adopt their views. The only way it would make sense to demand that people in separate and distant communities share the same perspectives is like in the case of a power-hungry entity like a financial interest, a corporation, or a government that's trying to extract resources from both territories simultaneously. Another aspect of anarchism's call for mutual aid is in recognition of the natural human tendency to clump into groups of around 200, 250 people. So like given that scale, every member of a community would ideally be able to count on their neighbors to a much greater degree than is currently the case. That same accountability 
would also ideally prevent any difficulties that arise when someone in power wrongs you. Like how much power can you get in a community of 200, 250 people? As things currently are, for example, it's unlikely that most of us will ever get within 10 feet of Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos or any of the other people making huge decisions about us and for us without our input. In a smaller community, you could actually like knock on the door of somebody that you have beef with if you wanted to. In terms of the arguments made against anarchism, man, there are a lot. <laughs> uh, mostly due uh, to concern about the unknown. Like the fact that it is such a radical departure from how things are currently configured means that there are a lot of unknowns. There probably wouldn't be anything like uh, police or a standardized monetary currency. Um, there also might be some communities that get into some horribly weird shit. And yeah, those are valid concerns. Like, what do we do about this? What do we do about that? The really interesting thing about anarchism to me is that for any questions you might have about it, there is a treasure trove of historical evidence about how different versions of anarchism have panned out. Because, yeah, prior to what dominant culture likes to call the agricultural revolution, we were all anarchists. Like, humanity and our immediate evolutionary ancestors for the past two, three million years we were all anarchists. So learning about what life was like in the time period leading up to the era of anthropocentrism does a lot to sharpen understanding about what else is possible. And yeah, in every one of these alternatives, like there's bad and there's good, but we could learn from both instead of just accepting things as they are. you define socialism? How would you define communism? How would you define anarchy?